baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. It is the 16th day of July, 2018. It is indeed. Uh, my, my dad's birthday. How about the, that? The old man would have been. Are you ready for this one, Let's Jamie? hear it. Tell you how old I am. The old man today, if he were still living, would have been 102. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably was uh, in, in dog years when he the Dog years is like 700. <laughs> yeah, because you, you were pretty hard on him growing up, I'm sure. So, yeah, uh, good stuff, though. July 16th, always a, a good day for me. Um, we're brought to you, as <clears throat> always, by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. Go see him on U.S. 165 North in Monroe. 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. You're welcome to text in 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Text line also during the summer months is a special treat to you at no additional cost. You can actually call us and tell us how wrong or, in my case, right we are. Uh, on the same number, 888-993-7762. Terry, you also realize what today is. It is the first day in Atlanta this year of SEC Media Days. So this is, when this concludes on Thursday, it's four days now. It's like the Bataan Death March. I mean, it's it's ungod. I mean, I've, I've done this. I did it three days, and I was about ready to, you know. Well, I bet they're lining up for Vanderbilt right about now. Uh, actually, I think they're going to put LSU is right on the docket today, probably with Vanderbilt. Uh, they'll Ouch. have about the same. Rec- they'll probably have about the same record no. about this year. But, the Tigers uh, are going to be better than Vanderbilt. I feel confident in saying that. What do you? What do you, I'm going uh, seven five eight and four. High water mark eight and four. LSU. <laughs> I know six and six. I, I, I hope Gary and Ed are listening. We're going to drug test you. What are you predicting the Tigers? Five. And I, I got to go back and look at it. I, I, I looked at their game at the at the schedule. It's it's brutal, dude. You got to go find some wins there, and it's not. Uh, let's go. Let's go. No, six no, six. no. Let's. Hey, I think the I think a lot of people would take that. Um, These people that are predicting eight and four. Good luck. Yeah, they got to drug test them too. Uh, nothing like a fan, short for fanatic. People are probably throwing things at the radio. I, right I have now. the most interesting World Cup story. It just concluded, yes, yes. Let's yeah, it did. It. And I, I'll be honest with you, I watched exactly none, not one second well, you're of dirty, the World Cup. You are dirty American, as we know. No, I don't care. Look, here's my theory, and I know Tabor likes it. Anything that France is the world's best at can't be very good. Okay, well, I, just saying. Well, we didn't say John was pulling for France. We just said that. Uh, it, again, anything that France is the world's best at other than surrendering uh, is probably not a real sport. Hey, I think the French like us again now. You know, it's it's, a, it's been a very tumultuous relationship with the French. Yeah, and every time they get in trouble, we got to go bail them out. They really like us well, until we do it, then they don't like us then again. Then they don't like us, and they you know they make fun of us, and then you know they 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 really don't care for us. I don't think. Uh, but right now they're kind of on a on a high water mark now. And then they said, you know, then we asked them to pay some money. Now they hate us again. So. Anyway, it's a it's a very uh, up and down right. relationship with our good friends in Paris. So I've got the most interesting World Cup story, and we're doing uh, we're we're kind of taking a little page out of Clay Travis Animal Thunderdome here. This is sort of the Edge Thunderdome for the animals. 
because uh, we got nothing else to talk about. But I thought it was pretty interesting. By the way, Shark Week. Uh, this is Shark Week? This I think it's Shark Week. I, I'll let you know. So they get people torn limb from limb. That's so interesting. A lot of people in the world get fired up about the World Cup. Uh, you know, people that put their best athletes out there. We put, like, the people that are not our best athletes. At any rate, uh, in Japan, who the Japanese team did pretty well, right? I mean, they won their they won the first match. They tied the second one, but there was a giant Pacific octopus Ooh. named Rabiot. Oh, they got a name for the octopus. yeah. This is the, this is the named. Uh, he was an internet sensation. What the heck does this have to do with? Oh, the World well, let, Cup? Me t- let me tell you. Um, he rose to internet fame mm-hmm. when he correctly predicted Japan's first win against Colombia in the World Cup, as well as the team's draw against Senegal. So they would put him in his pen. And they would say, okay, who's going to win? And they'd have like a, a Japan thing over here and a Senegal thing over here. And, a, and he predicted Japan to win the first one. And he predicted the tie against Senegal. And so it's all over the Internet. All the Japanese people are all fired up about him. And they're anxiously awaiting his uh, his next pick. But um, unfortunately, the owner of, um, of Javiat, Kimo Abi, decided that he could actually make more money by selling the octopus meat at the market rather than being the owner of an Internet celebrity. What? <laughs> they sliced and diced Rabiot. How but, can you do that to Rabiot? But although Rabiot did have his revenge because Japan lost the next one. Well, I don't think that made Rabiot feel a whole lot better at that point. Okay. Well, where is PETA? That's what I want to know. We have a talented octopus. World Cup predicting octopus, which probably was more interesting than the game itself. Uh, I digress. And then they slice and dice Rabiot up um, and sell him by the pound, apparently. Okay. Now, this should make you feel better, all of us out there, because now keep in mind our little trade deficit with Japan has been pretty skewed, would you say, and, and not in our favor. But these are people now that are putting their uh, throwing down money on a octopus, picking their team to win or lose, and then the owner unfortunately sells off Rabiot for uh, octopus meat, uh, which I, I, I'm just I, that's what's got me the most upset. And I'm not a big octopus fan, but this gives me hope. You don't like octopus? No. Okay. Uh, I don't. I, I had to catch myself. Did you notice there? Uh, did you know? <laughs> I tried to bait you. I know you tried. But you, say I'm getting, I'm getting back on my A game here. Okay, so um, this is what we're facing here. The the Japanese are putting all their, all their uh, money on an octopus, picking their team to win or lose, and then the owner turns around and says, "Hey, I can make more money uh, selling Raviot off for oct." You know what? He didn't have a say so in the thing. Uh, because he's an animal, dude. Yeah, I know, but he's like, okay, well, you know, he he, had, he was pleasing thousands of uh, Japanese and making them everybody happy, and the owner sits there and, and, and you know rains on everybody's parade by selling the poor creature off for, for octopus. <laughs> it's the term owner. Well, yeah. I mean, gee, I mean, so this is it, July 16th. This is what we're talking about. Well, here's a better one for you. Okay. In uh, France, who is uh the newly crowned can we say france is a stranger to many victories france doesn't have a whole lot of victories right they certainly do now i mean you know french and indian war things kind of went downhill after that they just when Uh, it comes to that they uh, need to stick to the armada and stuff yeah at any rate uh in all seriousness uh two citizens were killed last night Hmm. or yesterday and three children hurt with uh the celebration in the streets uh and riots broke out or, or altercations broke out between paris revelers and riot police. Uh, a 50-year-old man 
fatally broke his neck after leaping into a canal as soon as the final whistle blew in France's 4-2 win over Croatia. That might do it. While a man in his 30s was killed after crashing his vehicle into a tree during celebrations. So uh, I I was supposed that, you know, what do you do at this point when you're when you're France and you leap off a bridge uh, to celebrate? Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm going to sort of take up for these guys a little bit and the fact that you're not used to winning anything. Hey, we won. Really? No kidding. What, what if they come out like tomorrow? Hey, they're ineligible players. We're taking it away from them. You can't the, do that. The LHSA France. is investigating France as we speak. Uh, you, leave, you, leave, you leave my friend the French alone. They uh, they won this thing fair and square. I did see the uh, ceremonies. Nobody's. Both uh, Bo says France is food and soccer. <laughs> uh, and wine. And sometimes beautiful women. With armpit hair. Okay, no, I, okay yeah. that's just that's just something you gotta got to overlook. Um, no, I will not. Well, I'm asking. You know, and it, no, they've got the World Cup and we don't. We didn't even qualify for it. We've never won the World Cup. We've never even got what, what's the best we've ever done. I don't know, like exactly round of sixteen or something. Woo! <laughs> By the way, uh, say what you will. The World Cup, I think, had the highest ratings. Then uh, it does, which tells you another reason the millennials. <laughs> We're gonna go celebrate that. Oh, boy. Yes, we should. Well, I mean, hey, you got the octopus involved. You got everybody just, you know head over heels over this stuff and terry the problem is you and me we got to get with the program john is light years ahead of us in the soccer appreciation and everything else we have got to be if it wasn't for john i would know half the stuff about soccer that i have forgotten what do you know about soccer jamie uh it's a very talented uh you, you gotta you gotta use angles you got to use passing you have to use uh, uh their strategy what are you on wikipedia over there no i'm, I'm this is what John has taught me, and I listened, and I still didn't understand it a little all that much. But you know, I'm a slow learner. But it it, it is a fascinating if you if you think about, it. and I you know I kind of get involved. Oh man, that how do they get their lawn? You know me, how do they get that lawn that green? You know or whatever. But they're going to put it next year. Is it next or what is it? Four years from now? I don't. Dude, I don't. Know. John is the World Cup is John. Is, if if we haven't put you to sleep yet, John is is the World Cup every year? Every four years. Okay, so next year, in four years, it's going to be in some remote place. Where's that? It's going to be Mexico and the United States and Canada, huh? No, in four oh. years, it'll be in Qatar. Thank you. That's right, Qatar. See, in the winter. All right, I'm fired up. Uh, I don't think there'll be snow on the ground, but that's an interesting place to have it. So maybe the Qataranese will will be, you know, strong that year. Do you think by that time we can put a decent team together no. and compete in Qatar? No, I don't either. No. And this is just a this is this is not right. We need to be. This is something we are lacking in. When the whole world is kicking off, Croatia, France, England. What did, what did Tommy say? Croatia is good in two things: uh, soccer and genocide. <laughs> well, he, he always brings a little levity to everything, doesn't he? Yeah, Mister Excitement there. Yeah, uh, you having a, having a bad day? Call Tommy. Up. <laughs> Um, Speaking of bad days, yeah. Uh, and it's, again, folks, without football, we struggle. Um, and I think that's painfully obvious. Yes. Uh, Lonzo Ball still having surgery on his knee, on his meniscus. And LeVar Ball adding to the trade banter of his son. They're literally going to trade his son for a washing machine. Uh, a little semi-pro reference there. Uh, LeVar Ball back at it again. At number one, he called Rondo a backup here a couple weeks ago. 
Rondo's going to back up my son. Uh, no word if they drug tested LeVar or not. They don't have to. Uh, second now, he went on uh, yesterday. And, uh, you know, he's already said he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. And so now he said, I could beat LeBron James in my heyday because he was too weak to guard me. And uh, LeVar averaged that whopping 2.2 points a game as a freshman at Washington State before playing in the Division 12 league. He actually did play collegiately at He Washington was on State. the team. Okay. Playing would for be. For a year. Okay. Uh, he's an idiot. Let's just call it what it is. He's an idiot. I used to take up for him. I'm sorry. My apologies to everybody. But they are literally going to trade Lonzo to Qatar. That might soccer. He might want to think about soccer. I think so. Uh, and more importantly, they're going to trade his dad. His dad might be the first parent ever traded uh, in uh, in NBA or professional sports history. Okay, you're Magic now, and you've got the call as GM. What are the likely destinations for anybody that will take him? I'd say we start with uh, okay. So you want Iraq? No, no, no. Let's let's stay in the state. Let's let's go Sacramento. Let's go. Oh no, they're uh, shipping him to the east. Uh, he is going to go to Brooklyn. He will go to Orlando. Uh, he will go so, Cleveland. How appropriate would that be? Put him in Cleveland. <laughs> how about Toronto? I think we get him out of the country. I think Kawhi Leonard's supposed to be going to Toronto. Well, good for Kawhi. Uh, he's, I mean, Kawhi has really hurt himself in the negotiation process, uh, his camp, and they're into it so with Popovich and the Spurs. And all right, so that, that'll be a, a question for tomorrow. Where does Lonzo – because he's not going to stay in L.A. No, they're going to ship him. They're, maybe he can go the, maybe the Clippers will take him or something. So no, he can stay in L.A. Man, they're not going to take him. Well, I just thought that would be something worth discussing. Um, no, he's done. You think he's he's out of the West completely though? Why? I mean, I'm not worried about him. No, I don't think you. I think they put Lavar as far physically. I mean, they sent him to uh, Lithuania last time. That didn't work. He came back. Well, yeah, but he was out of their way for a long time. I'd say Qatar. Make him start a league in Qatar, and then maybe we can. I got it. We'll put him commissioner of a soccer league in Qatar and let him try to run that and see if we don't have any success in four years. Well, you could take the JBA to France. I mean, God knows it couldn't. Uh, I mean. yeah, well, hey, listen, we better you better watch it. The French are coming on strong. Yeah, that's one in 300 years. Way to go, France. Did they win it again like in 92 or they, something? This is actually their second win, yes. Ooh. You know what? Ooh. They, they're one of the few people. You know, and when's the last time you went to France? By the way, uh, have you been to France? No. Why? I don't want to. The Champs Elysees. I, I don't want to go. Beautiful. To France. I mean, so yeah. I got no interest. I go to Maybe. England or Spain. I, I don't want to go to France. I hear the French are not necessarily the most warmest people in the world. Now, I'm sorry if any of you are French out there that are listening. They're angry. I don't want to talk about. You know, they'd be speaking German if it wasn't for America. Twice. I don't think any of our French teachers lasted very long at Washita or River Oaks. I mean, we ran off Mr. Aubert, and you ran off Mr. Who? Who was a French teacher? Yeah, I didn't run him off Mr. Andre. Yeah, Mr. Andre, who tried to teach y'all soccer for free. And what what did y'all show for your appreciation? Just We wanted to do it. Our dads looked at us like we had a third eyeball, and, uh, yeah, that was just Well, you don't ever know. Mr. Andre now could be running the French Army, for, for all we know. Uh, uh, I mean, thanks would, to y'all. That would be appropriate, yeah. Thanks to the good folks at Washington High School. Swar- no, Schwartz Elementary. And we are late for a break. <laughs> Speaking of that, you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. We, uh, this segment are brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you of supporting Crowley Worthwhile Cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. The Edge, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, Tabor running the board here on the 16th day of July 2018. Thank you for spending part of your morning with us. 
segment of our show brought to you by our friends Billy Justice and Vantage. All right, so we got the Pro Football Hall of Fame stuff coming up, Jamie. It's and, uh, right around the corner. Yeah, it's uh, it's always a celebration of those great football players that have been rewarded by getting uh, uh, their bust in Canton, Ohio. And, you know, the family's there and everything. Well, uh, true to form, Terrell Owens, T.O., is not going to show up. And he's going to have his own Hall of Fame ceremony at UT Chattanooga or whatever. Yes. Isn't that where he went to school? Yes. Yeah, that day. And so Michael Irvin who is an NFL Network uh, commentator, and, and actually Irvin's pretty good. Um, he's criticized, again, Owens for choosing to do his own thing at UT Chattanooga. Um, Irvin also said the Hall is not even going to acknowledge Terrell Owens individually during the enshrinement. Here was his quote. We can't spend this moment for all these guys talking about the guy that is not here. Um you cannot do that and take away that. He's going to do his own thing wherever he's doing his own thing. God bless him. And when they mention the class, they'll mention him. But why should you steal those other guys' moment because of the decision of this one? I think it's the right move. They're not saying he's not going to have a bust in the room. They're not saying he's not going to get his jacket. They're, by the way, they're going to FedEx it to him. Um, they're saying, hey, we're going to honor his wish. He didn't want to be here with us, and we're going to mention him as little as possible. I think it's the right move. What's your thoughts on Terrell? Uh, in this vintage, let, let me let me go off on this, and then I'll give it to you. Okay. To me, this is vintage Terrell Owens, probably one of the worst teammates in the history of organized sports. It's all about him, uh, and now you're, you you know, you go to the pinnacle of your career, and the guy's one of the best receivers ever. I mean, he is number wise and and everything else, and you're going to be. You're going to be honored among the best players in the history of the game in this entry class to the Hall of Fame, and you're going to choose not to go, and you're going to disrespect those guys that have also been put in there with you, and you're going to complain about it. To me, this is vintage T.O. He was on, like, what, seven or eight teams, great player, uh, tremendous, uh, just a tremendous talented guy, but a team killer. He was a cancer. And I think this is just another example of Terrell Owens being Terrell Owens. I don't, I don't think it changes. Well, it, it doesn't really because, you know, at 44, he's still trying to now making yapping about trying to get back in the league. And he is extremely talented. I saw him run a 40 the other day, and it was pretty, pretty impressive. But there are things that he brings to the table or doesn't bring to the table, such as Des Bryant, Colin Kaepernick, et cetera that now these owners are saying, you know what, it's not worth the trouble. I'm not going to pay my money or the fans' money. or we're not going to, Our organization isn't going to spend money on people who are, you know, more of a distraction, no matter how good they are athletically, it's not worth it anymore. And um, that's their right as the owners to do so. This particular situation, you know it's bad when Michael Irvin says, you know what, the Hall was right. Irvin goes, they have every right to not acknowledge him. I think LeVar Ball is going to be in attendance. Well, LeVar will probably, right now, LeVar's got a chance of, of getting in the Hall in, in his own mind. He probably is already there, uh, again, in his own mind. Never lost. Uh, just a lot of money, but he doesn't even know that yet. Um, this is something where you have to really stop and think. I think the, the worst thing about that is it is the dis- – I mean, it's quite an honor, obviously – um, the people that have come before you, uh, the people that will come after you, the people that are there being inducted the same day you are, 
uh, there comes a point in time where you, you take the back seat to that and there's a little bit of gravi- gravitas and you, you know, you are acknowledging what the, you know, the fans and, and the people that have come before you have said this, he deserves to be in the hall due to his uh, accomplishments on the field. And what does he do? He turns around and spits in everybody's face. So, no. I mean, and I think at this point it's really too late to to make amends. And, you know, I wouldn't blame the Hall if they said, you know what, we're going to rethink this. We're going to rethink this. I'd put it in the thing. you got to show up. Unless there's a physical reason you can't be there, you're, you're sick done. or something. Yeah, yeah you're, 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 you don't get in. You get a jacket. You get, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not just a day long. It's like a week long. I'd ship it to him post it's due. The people in Canton go all out to make this a, a, a weekend that, that every uh, inductee will remember. that they, they roll out the red carpet for them. Um, again, if you choose to be that way, I don't understand this because there's Ray Nitsky. I think it took about six number of years for him well, to get in. Danny says this is the reason T.O. wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. My question is everybody that voted him in this time, if they could vote it over knowing what he was going to do, uh, do you think there would be a recount? Maybe we get the Russians involved. You know, I just this just hit me. You think Pete Rose right now would, if all of a sudden Major League Baseball changed their minds and inducted him to the Hall of Fame, you think he'd say, "I don't think so." Yeah, I'm good. I don't think. I think he would crawl. T says instead of To's bust in Canton, it's going to be a granite replica of his derriere. <laughs> He's just not. I mean, at, at this point, you've He's T, he any is kind of good. What he is, Dennis Gray, the late great Dennis Gray, they are who we thought they were. Yeah. I mean, there's no surprise here, folks. I, there's no surprise. It's like going into an interview with LeVar Ball and expecting rational sanity. You know, it's not going to – you hope it might happen. It, I mean, it could happen. And then it's Char- Jamie, this is Charlie Brown, Lucy, and the football. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, I know she's going to hold it for me this time, and I'm going to oh, – boom. Okay, we've had uh, – Sean has actually interviewed to you. And he sounds, I mean, on the on the record, he's an approachable. I mean, he's talked to him in person, and this you don't get this vibe from him a- at all. But when it comes time to something like this, I don't any kind of goodwill he may have uh, built up in his in his pro career. I mean, in, do you think NFL owners now? I mean, he wants to get at forty four. He wants to prove he's. Do you think that this is going to help? I hear no. Canada's hiring. I mean, yeah, he may play the Canadian Football League, and may I don't know, but I mean, does he really believe now that he's building up any kind of cachet by acting like this? No. How about Manziel as your quarterback, Des Bryant and T.O. your wideouts? There you go, folks. Problem solved. <laughs> well, if if uh, hard knocks, there you go. Go film that team. If Des isn't going to get a shot, I don't think T.O. is. Des either. will get a shot at somewhere. Somebody will take him. Well, the, the Ravens tried, and he told them no, thank you. So, I mean, they may try again. I don't know. But, hey, why not? Make it a twofer. Get Dez and T.O. Okay, I'm being corrected by by a very, very good friend of mine listening in another part of the world. Thank goodness. Uh, the genocide was in Serbia, not Croatia. Actually, I did know that, but for the sake of the joke, it worked better on that side. See, <laughs> dear God. I mean, you just get some sick friends, don't you? I do. I have great friends. I have a diversity of friends. You have this. Hmm. Uh, how about I thought this? you were affected. How about this one? Uh, okay. The French can't even riot correctly. Only two people killed amateurs. Oh, well, it, listen, let's, well, let's just not pile on France. They, the, they just won the World Cup. In defense of France, it's not like they're used to victory celebrations. This is true. 
I mean, there's little kids. There's there's 80 year olds going, hey, what what is this? Uh, is this a victory? Really? Uh, World War II was their last one, and they were sort of in World War II. France was sort of like the guy that was uh, on the football team that won the Super Bowl that never really got in. That's right. <laughs> kind of like the manager sort of guy that didn't do anything, and he got to be in the picture. That that's France. Did you hear about the guy that uh, picked up this uh, attractive lady in a, in, a, in a? He was a taxi cab driver. And he said, uh, picked her up, he goes, uh, to the hotel, ma'am? And she said, wee-wee. Oui, oui. He goes, no, ma'am, you don't wee-wee oui, oui in my cab. Dear God. Dear God, drop the mic. <laughs> <sighs> no, ma'am, you don't. How about, okay, does, is that enough of picking on France for one day? Yeah, I got one is for that... you. Yeah, I, I got one for you. Uh, and, again, our PETA friends out there, yes. I'm throwing down the gauntlet for you. Number one, uh, the octopus, yes. the World Cup predicting Japanese octopus. His name again being? Who was a uh, Rioli or something. I don't know. Who was, a, who was an internet sensation on YouTube. Everybody's like, what's the octopus going to pick for the next game? I don't know. Dude is on a toothpick somewhere in pieces because the owner said, you know, I could have a uh, internet sensation octopus. I think this is so or, sad. Or I could have the money. How much he weigh? Yeah, yeah, chop him up. At any rate, um, let me give you another one. How about this one? So in Indonesia, and again, PETA, where are you? In Indonesia, they have a crocodile breeding area, right, where crocodiles breed and Mm -hmm. eat, whatever. So some dude, and I don't know if there was alcohol or drugs involved. I'm thinking God knows there has to be. Some dude decides to take a midnight stroll into the crocodile breeding area and predictably uh, he gets eaten. That didn't go well. It didn't go well for him. Went well for the crocodiles, at least to that point. And so uh, his friends, I guess, take what's left of him if there's much left, uh, and bury him a couple about a day or two later, right? And they get angry at the funeral. And, and PETA fans, watch yourself on this one. They get angry at the fu- at the funeral at the crocodiles. And so I'm quoting here a mob of Indonesian villagers slaughtered nearly 300 crocodiles in retaliation for the killing of a local man by a croc there. And they have a picture of all these crocodiles. They're Just laid up on they're one another. stacked up like cordwood. Uh, and the people were upset. An employee heard somebody screaming for help, went there and saw a crocodile attacking someone. Angry villagers marched on the sanctuary armed with knives, shovels, hammers, and clubs. And uh, police, get this one, police said they were unable to stop the attack and may press charges against the throng of vengeance seekers. Well, a uh, little frontier justice there in Indonesia, isn't it? Uh, instead of hanging them at the, at the uh, courthouse square, they just went after the croc. And uh, you know the thing about it is, um, after one of them had uh, kind of devoured one of their friends, I don't know if I would just go, I guess there's strength in numbers, but... I don't know if I would necessarily jump in there with a, even a, a pocket knife or something going, hi, you know, I'm going to try to take on this croc. 300 angry people. Police, I like this one. This is the word. This is the this is Associated Press, folks. Police are encouraging mediation between the victim's family and the company that operates the crocodile sanctuary. I'm guessing you have signs up that says, hey, you know, like crocs here. If you, if you enter, you're going to be eaten, kind of like the don't trespass. Uh, beware of the dog. Well, see, this is this is where uh, had they just made a a quick call to our good friend Troy Landry and the grain the uh, swamp people, they could have t- they could have taken that a lot, taken care of that a lot cleaner and more efficiently, 
and uh, everybody would have been happy because they have a way of, of doing that in uh, the Atchafalaya Basin. With this, Shoot not him! Near as, not, not, near as, uh, not near as dirty because that is a pretty gruesome scene there, and I'm not a, you know, so. Uh, speaking of gruesome, we are done for this segment. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. <laughs> Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. Thank goodness. The Crocosseum story. We get back, we'll do a little bit more football. We'll do, uh, there was a landmark case that came down, not landmark, but a pretty big uh, uh, college football case that came down uh, last week. We'll talk about that a little bit. You're listening to, again, The Edge, Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox. This segment brought to you by our friends at Spawnabell. Parent with the special people in your life. Hook them up with a Spawnabell gift certificate. 318-807-1060. Spawnabell, Emmy Lane in Monroe. Back in a minute. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx rolling here. 16th day of July 2018. A little bit closer. Hey, just think about it, Jamie. We get into like August 16th. I mean, we're going to be right there before uh, college football, high school football kicks off. Well, in, indeed, and it kicks off this. Uh, we've already had SWAT Media Days in um, Birmingham, and now that's followed up in Atlanta by SEC Media Days starting today. As a matter of fact, and then when we turn the page on Conference USA and Sun Belt, and then it really begins in earnest in August. I think most uh, most camps open around August fourth, so it is almost here. Um, high school will be just around the corner as well. I don't like to think about being outside when it's ninety seven degrees, but I'm not twenty years younger than I was today. Or thirty years. What's the biggest matter. question you have, um, and for the football season coming up? I'm just curious. What, I mean, is there a what is is it the LSU quarterback situation, which seems to be a annual rite of passage uh, for LSU fans? Is it uh, the Saints? Can they capture the glory from that? When nobody really expected them uh, to do as well as they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the biggest? Uh, or can Grambling four peat? And then aren't we going for a four peat now? I think so. Yeah. And uh, then Tech will be. You know, they bring fifth straight bowl. Mm-hmm. Can ULM break through and? Win seven and, games and get on the winning side of that ledger and head to a Bobby. What's what's the biggest question you have going in? You know, I don't have just one to be honest with you. I think the Saints obviously are going to be an interesting storyline this year with all the, uh, you know, the offseason move they made in free agency and so forth. And hopefully, uh, I don't know if this draft class is obviously as good as the one before the year before, but still, uh, you open the first four games without Ingram. We'll see how that impacts the offense. At LSU, you got just a monstrous schedule and a lot of uh, players that went uh, pro early that would have made a difference, I think. You know, I think the key is, uh, you know, can they win more than five or six games? Um, At Tech, can you, uh, you know, can you replace what you lost at linebacker? I think you're going to be pretty strong elsewhere. And the secondary took a little bit of a hit. Um, at Grambling, you're right. Uh, can you replace Kincaid and Martez Carter? You brought in some uh, – imp- they continue to bring in impressive transfers, which will make a difference. And then I guess uh, ULM, if you can, uh, again, break through. Uh, you got a pretty tough non-conference schedule, as always. Can you split those and uh, go five at least 500 or better in the conference? So a lot of storylines uh, locally. Um, I think in the SEC as a whole, you've got, what, five new coaches and uh, in the SEC, primarily in the West, um, you've got some some coaches on that are that are kind of uh, dicey, like uh, Odom at Missouri, Mason at Vanderbilt, and one or two more. Will Dan Mullen uh, have instant success at Florida? Will Jimbo Fisher be worth the money they're paying him at A and M? I don't, you know, I'm not so sure about that. That that one's one I'm really going to be watching. I saw an article yesterday. <clears throat> 
uh, on Brett Belima, you know, who's now in the NFL. Is that what is he in the NFL? He now? Is What's in, he doing? Uh, he is with the Patriots and loving it. In fact, loving Belima. it so much, saying I may never go back to the college game. Uh, I think he has found something that you know, and it, it just depends where. It's interesting. It didn't work real well for Nick Saban and Spurrier, who were more acclimated to the or they thought their head coaches. Belima's not a head coach. Well, and I think he's probably realized that. As my good friend Scott Lee says, nobody plots to assassinate the vice president. Yeah. Well, I mean his um his uh, style of play in the SEC at that point. I mean it worked pretty good at Wisconsin, but it didn't work real well in the SEC. It doesn't mean he's not a good coach. It just means maybe he wasn't. Uh, he didn't have the players to play Alabama mm-hmm. and LSU football against LSU and Alabama. Yeah, uh, I think he's a decent. And obviously the the Patriots saw something in him they liked. Um, so it begins. I'm also one thing to really watch, Terry, is the Herm Edwards experience at Arizona State. Now, there's an interesting, to me, that's just a, uh, a lot of people saying it, if it may blow up, it may be a huge success. I don't know, but I think that's uh, kapowy. Yeah, I don't feel real good about that that hire, um, and everybody going, well, Herm Edwards is this that. Well, a lot of people tell you Herm Edwards is a great guy from all indications he's uh full of uh colloquialisms and and so forth like that i will just say this symbolism over substance um i think he is going to prove to be a disaster um and i think it was a um, politically motivated hire and i i hope not for the sun devils but can he, you know, you've been out of the game for 30 years, and it's like me going back into whatever I did in a former life. You're just like, I mean, times have changed. Um, but you being. The, the, the poll's a lot higher than it used to be is what you're saying? I mean, let's just say you went back into, you know, co- collegiate coaching now. Uh, you would, and you're, te- I mean, because I know you tell me this off the air, there's a lot of things that have changed just since yeah. you've been in the game. Yeah, there is. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's things change, man. I mm-hmm. mean. Look what it's done in the last 10 years just in, um, I mean, well, you take West Monroe football, for example. Mm-hmm. West Monroe football, Don Chows, and, I, and I'm not a football guy, but I, I know a little bit about it. Uh, they're great teams, and they're, they're a great program in the last 20-something years. It was physical, smash mouth. We blow you off the ball and, you know, dive option, read option stuff. They're running the spread now. Everything everything is different these days, mm-hmm. uh, and you gotta you know you gotta adapt to uh, to the changing times. Now everybody wants to in basketball wants to shoot threes and not really guard anybody. It's just the uh, and you're seeing that with the JBA right now, and the scores are like 185 to 183, and ain't nobody guarding anybody. Everybody's got 60 points. Um, the game has just changed. The games are changing. I think baseball, and I think Dietrich and uh, Jake hit on this this morning. Baseball might be the game that's changed the least. Mm-hmm. And I think they're struggling a little bit with um, with popularity. But look at soccer. Soccer, and I'm a critic. Everybody knows that. And I do it tongue-in-cheek. I get that a lot of people like it. My, my two sons like it, which I'm thinking about disowning them for that statement. But 10 years ago, 20 years ago, people laughed. It was a joke. And now you look at the ratings on the World Cup from in America, and considering we, we're terrible at it, it's pretty high, so things change. Well, they do, and I think, you know, even in football, they're talking about maybe eliminating the kickoff Yep. Uh, in, in terms of safety. Um, so, yeah, which I don't think is a good idea at all, but 
Um, and you got your medical degree from where again? Uh, uh, DeVry Institute of Truck Driving. DeVry Institute of Truck Driving or something like that. How about this one? I got one for you. Uh, this is a genius parenting move, by the way. Absolute genius parenting move. So there is a little nine-year-old girl who is the daughter of a former Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, News Sentinel prep editor. Uh, her name is Kate. Kate writes a letter to the new Tennessee football coach, Jeremy Pruitt. Yes. All right. Pretty good. Uh, let me read it to you. Dear Mr. Pruitt, and this is all like handwritten on a Tennessee, it's orange Tennessee stationery with a little Tennessee football helmet with a T on it at the bottom. So these, these kids are in, this kid's into football, right? Yeah, very much so. My name is Kate, and I'm nine years old. All nine years of my life, I've been a Tennessee I, let's see. I've known Tennessee as a bad team that has not beaten Alabama since before I was born. I've been waiting, wanting a dog for a very long time. So my dad made me a deal. If Tennessee beats Alabama, I will get a new dog. That's now pleasure. that now that Butch Jones is not coaching Tennessee, I think we have a real chance. I have a real chance of getting a dog. Please beat Alabama so I could get a dog. And know the team I'm supporting while growing up. Go Vols, Kate. Boy, Kate, I wouldn't be asking. I, I wouldn't be going on Amazon just yet to buy the doggy bed. Just uh, say it. That's a lot of pressure. If you're Jeremy Pruitt, and a dog is riding on this, uh, I don't think the uh, I don't think 102 in Neyland can be as pressure packed as a receiving a letter from nine year old Kate saying. Hey, I don't get a dog until Tennessee beats Alabama. D-Day for this, Dog Day, is October 20th. And, yes, Tennessee will still be the underdog. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. Seven brought to you by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specialized in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby's a man for you. 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. The underdogs return after this. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, rolling here on the 16th day of July 2018. Thank you, as always, for spending a little part of your day with us. You're welcome to Texas at 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, Washita Valley Federal Credit Union text line. Um, this segment brought to you by said Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Um, so in Vegas... The odds makers, you know, my, my dad told me this years ago. I tell you, today would have been his 102nd birthday. Yeah, right? 102. So my dad, when I was about eight or nine years old, he was collaborating on this book, right? And we we went to Daytona Beach for a couple of years, and we had to go to Vegas one time. And uh, I'm like eight years old, and I'm in Vegas, and I'm looking at all these enormous casinos. And he told me something that stuck with me for a long time. Son, all these huge casinos were not built with people winning money from them. No, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> That's been. It's sort of the same thing. He did, rather poignant, I yeah, think. rather yeah. poignant. You know, these these were built with uh, the hopes and dreams and money of all the people that came and tried to beat them. So, bottom line of that, a lot of times Vegas is pretty good at what they do. Uh, and I don't know if they are or not here. Uh, you know, maybe Vegas could have employed our Japanese octopus. Well, that uh, might be on the list. And he would I have mean, been served up at the buffet. Yeah, he would have preferred that. I'm yeah, sure. much so. He'd still be with us at any rate. Uh, Vegas Oddsmakers, and this is uh, Bavada Sportsbook, has put LSU smack dab in the middle of the SEC 
conference. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tigers are listed at 25 to 1 odds, uh, tied with Texas A&M, to win the SEC title. Puts them 6th or 7th, squarely in the middle of the conference. Um, <laughs> the odds for the league and the divisions they listed, Ole Miss, ironically enough, is not listed uh, because it's under NCAA sanctions. So, therefore, if you can't win by rule, they're not going to list you. Okay. Um, here, here's some of the odds for you. That's a little harsh, but anyway. Um, Tennessee is 66-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, 80-1. to one. Kentucky, 100-1. to one. Vanderbilt tops it at 150-1. to one. Mississippi State at 15-1. to one. Florida, 18-1. to one. LSU A and M uh, twenty five to one, South Carolina thirty three to one, Auburn seventeen to two, uh, Georgia thirteen to four, and Alabama five to seven. Wow, <laughs> a lot of people loving the Bulldogs and the Tide. Well, yeah, you think? I would say that's money. If we're talking Vegas, I would say that's money well spent. Okay, so then our friend Bill chimes in. I love this one. And if there's anybody that ever needs to be drug tested. Or maybe this is Orgeron's wife that's texting this in. Uh, Coach O has a great staff around him and plenty of talent to win a minimum of 10 games this season. The recruiting class is so far ranked number three in the nation, so the future looks bright. We have a talented quarterback for the first time in a long time. Some will say that talent is low at running back, but counting out the ones on campus would be a mistake. As always, winning the West will go over the carcass of Saban. Auburn, Auburn will be a tough game also. This year they may go six and two in the division and will win the West. Go Tigers and Coach O. Sign Bill. Uh, I'm thinking this is Orgeron's wife that's sending this in. Ten games. Uh, I hope they win ten. Hey, Bill. Bill, I will text you my number off the air. I'll take some of that action. Bill, whatever your medication is, I want to be on it. Just say uh, no. Just say no. Uh, that is uh, very. I, I love your. I love your spunk, um, but the Tigers are not going to win nine games, let let alone ten. Uh, it is a. You have to look at what they lost, even for getting the coaches on the sidelines. I mean, I don't think um, Bill Belichick could win ten games with this bunch. Um, they're not only are they. Forget the. I mean, and everybody thinks Joe Burrow's the second coming. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think they'll be all right. But I mean, that may make the difference between five and seven and seven and five. But I don't think it's going to win ten games. How about this? Your home opener at LSU uh, is against Southeastern Louisiana, mm-hmm. and there's still 2,200 tickets available. And I'm looking at Ticketmaster. You know what? You could go to the LSU home opener for right now. How much? The minimum cost. Probably what fifteen bucks? Seven bucks. Hey, sign me up. And for nine bucks, you probably call plays on the sideline. Well, uh, that may be one of the few uh, wins, maybe. Although Southeastern is there is one ticket that's cheaper. Bucks. Which one is that? The, the November seventeenth uh, home closer against your Rice Owls. Uh, the tickets are for five. They have five dollars. And actually, they have. If you buy three, they'll give you twelve. Yeah, well, Comes I mean, lunch too. And if if LSU is below five hundred at that point, you can probably get them for three or four bucks. Um, so. <laughs> Richie said, "Bill needs to lay off the pipe." <laughs> Bill, I I really do admire your uh, 
But, I mean, we got to be realistic here. Bill's got to be a French soccer fan. Uh, is Bill chiming back in? No, Bill hasn't said anything. Well, Bill, I, Bill's going into witness protection. Yeah, I, I just think this is one of those things where you have to be realistic and, and say, well, you know, a lot of people don't take into account what not just what you graduate, but what you lose early to the NFL. And there, let me tell you that the secondary is so thin at LSU. They got Kristen Fulton, who has been declared ineligible. Maybe they'll get a reprieve this year, but I doubt. So he's been out the last two years for lying about uh, a drug test. Um, so, and the, and the NCAA apparently thinks more of that than something else. They also lost, uh, they had to move a wide receiver back there. They're so thin. Uh, the offensive line lost two guaranteed starters early to the draft. I mean, you know, that that's the things you got to think about. And I, and I said, well, Alabama loses people. Are, yeah, but Alabama's got people better replacing them. St. Center chimes in. Quite honestly, it was a very ignorant move. If it was time for, LA, for less miles to go, then that is what it is. But you're replacing the most successful sco- coach in school history. At least replace him with a qualified candidate. Orgeron will never, ever. Come close to matching half the success Miles has achieved, and it set the program back a decade. <clears throat> well, I think there was a, an attempt at that, and I think Tom Herman used them pretty badly. I mean, if he if, if that's that's uh, that's Oliva's fault for not thinking that. I mean, think about this now. Tom Herman was an assistant coach at Texas. What makes you believe that he wouldn't would choose LSU over Texas? That wasn't, and I don't think they had a very good plan B. Obviously. Number two is you thought Lane Kiffin was coming as your OC. That didn't work out, and people know why. Uh, I mean, he wanted to be a head coach. He made it clear. I just don't think this thing was uh, long range was was very well thought out. Now that doesn't mean that Joe Oliva really no. I mean, everybody. I'm like I want. I really desperately wanted to work out for Orgeron and them, but. Right now, um, there's been some things. I think the Japanese octopus has a better shot. Well, you know, did you hear the interview with Pete Jenkins a while back? Sean had with him. There, there were some things that that really have hurt them. Uh, the loss to, you know, on the last second, which should have never happened, the loss to Notre Dame in the in the game. They thought they had Savion Smith all locked up until you know 11 hours before signing date. The uh, top cornerback in the country, whose dad's from Louisiana, that didn't help. He's probably going to start at at Bama or at least play a lot. Uh, you know, it's just a number of things over the years that have put, and you, you have to look at, I think this is a total situation, not because necessarily who the head coach is at this point. Uh, there's just been a lot of things that have not gone right, quarterback being one of them. Um, but I don't think it's from a lack of effort at, at, at recruiting. It's just it hasn't turned out. And you have to look at everybody's got talent. That's what we make the mistake of in this state. Well, LSU's got lots of well. So does so does Alabama. And Sean and I go into the, we go back and forth on this, Dad. But we've come. You still lost. I know. But we only lost ten to nothing. It was one play. What you still lost. And until you win, you shut the hell up and you try to get better players and try to get better. But you don't turn around and, and beat your chest. And say, well, we were just one play. No, no. You go out and beat them. Then you can say, okay, you know, I mean, you have to look at this in perspective. You have to take your purple and gold glasses off and say, you know, this is going to be a tough year. If they win eight ball games, then they've exceeded expectations. I mean, be a realist. Don't be – I mean, be a fan, but don't – I mean, if, okay, let's take uh, let's take ULM, for example. Six and six, Yeah. 
high water mark. That's good. If you can get to five, your tech, eight and four again in a, in a bowl game, what do you expect at Graham? I expect Graham to take a little bit of a step back because they don't have good Kate at quarterback. They're a victim of their own success right now. They are. Yep. They are. Grambling's a victim of their own success. But, um, you know, so everybody's going to think that's going to happen every year. It's not. So, anyway, I can't believe we're not having things thrown at the studio here. But there are pitchforks and peasants well, outside I mean, just don't torches. treat us like the crocodiles. That's all we ask. I mean, we're – Or the know. Japanese uh, psychic octopus. You know, if you're such a – here's my question. I'll leave you with this one. I just thought of this. If you're that good of a psychic, how come you didn't see this coming? <laughs> how come you didn't see the chef with a meat cleaver coming your way? So if you're having a bad day, think of it this way. At least you're not an octopus or a crocodile. Yeah, good point. Better. To, how about that for uh, July 16th? Your lunch. 2018. Yeah, your lunch. Your lunch. So let's take our victories today where we can find them, people. Absolutely. Thank you for listening today, folks. Back more tomorrow. Thanks to our sponsors today, Washington Valley Federal Credit Union, Spa and Avail, Mr. Bobby Manning, Attorney at Law, GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics, and our title sponsor, Vantage, and our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Some of the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go see them on US 165. North. In Monroe, 318-345-4545. For Jamie Fox, for soccer fan John Tabor, I am Terry Waldrop. You guys have a great day. Aloha. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday.